Hello, and welcome to the Agape House of Worship weekly podcast. Through this podcast, we hope and pray that you will be equipped and empowered to live the life that God has planned for you. If you are blessed by this message and would like more information, please visit our website at www.agapehousenj.org. Thank you and God bless. someone because this is a very critical person someone that will love this church the way I love this church and I'm so happy God answered that prayer that God brought us the King Keep right his love for this church his love for the people of this church is amazing, is incredible. And it gives me confidence, you know, to have him as my administrator, a partner, uh, a co-worker in ministry. Uh, it's a joy. There's a relief that he gives to you as a pastor. That you have somebody working with you who loves the church, who will risk his life. Uh, for God's people. I want to say uh, you and your family, your wife. And I thank God because in his infinite wisdom, he planted you here. And uh, he's not just an administrator, he's a minister of the word of God. So he is going to bring the word today. Can we honor they can keep right as he comes forward? And brings us the word of the Lord. Aren't you glad we have victory in Jesus? I don't think you heard me. Aren't you glad we have victory in Jesus? I want the choir to help me. Can you help me with that? Can you sing it with us?
give him glory. Come on. Victory belongs to Jesus. Aren't you glad that you serve a God that has victory in his hand? And he gives that victory to us because we're his children. I don't know about you, but less than two years ago, I was lying on my deathbed and Jesus came in and gave me victory over death. Pastor, I was a goner. At any moment, I could have just had a heart attack and been out of here. But God spared my life. I have victory. <laughs> I'm standing here today <laughs> with you because I have victory and Jesus, in Jesus. And whether you know it or not, you're here. <laughs> you're alive. Tells me to say, I will not speak anything on my own. I will try to speak what Jesus would speak if he was here right now. And I believe he's here. I believe he's here. He's touching lives. He's turning lives around. Father, I say thank you. Father, I say thank you. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen and amen. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Do we have tissues? <laughs> thank you. I don't mean to be a crybaby. <laughs> I don't mean to be a cry baby, but when God touches your life. <laughs> when Jesus brings you from death to life. I mean, you just can't be cool and calm and collective when Jesus takes you from the pit of death to life. You just got to give him what he requires. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We do have a word. We do have a word. Thank you, Pastor, for that greeting, that warm welcome. 
Thank you for being a friend. Thank you for being a pastor. What I want to say about pastor is he's the closest person. He's the close. He's the most like Jesus of any person that I know. That's the highest compliment I think I can give any person. He's the most like Jesus of any human being that I know. Thank you for being a shepherd. See, there's pastors, but there's not many shepherds. Thank you, B, for being a shepherd to God's people. Can we give pastor a hand? He's a shepherd after God's own heart. Let's get into our word. Are you ready for the word? Amen, amen. I want you to be excited for our title. Our title today is, There is Authority in Alignment. I don't think you heard me. There is authority in alignment. Amen? Amen. Amen. So maybe you're not excited because maybe you don't want authority, but I want authority. Amen. Do you want authority? Okay, so I'm only talking to the people that want authority. Amen? But if you want it, it's available to you in alignment with Jesus Christ. That's how you get authority. Amen? Amen. So I gave you the answer before the sermon even started. (laughs) Amen. So let's talk about alignment. And let's talk about what alignment is and what authority is, because those are the two things we'll be dealing with today. So alignment, let's deal with alignment first. So these are some simple definitions that I found in the dictionary. It says, arrangement in a straight line or in correct or appropriate relative positions. Okay, that's fine. Arrangement in a straight line. But I like this one, a position of agreement or alliance. Amen? I'm in agreement, and I want to be in agreement in alliance with Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. It's a state of agreement or cooperation among persons, groups, or nations with a common cause or viewpoint. Amen? I believe that's our church. I believe that's our church. We're a group of people with a common cause or viewpoint working in agreement and cooperation. That's why our church is so good. (laughs) We're, we're, We're not one party over here and one party over here. We're working in agreement. Amen? An arrangement of groups or forces in relation to one another. So we're also an arrangement of, a group, of groups, our ministries, for example, or forces in relation to one another. So we're working in coordination with each other because we're in alignment. Amen? Amen. Amen. So do we understand alignment? One thing I realized when I did this study and when I was preparing, I realized that everything in the Bible or everything about God, who he is, what he does, he does in alignment. Alignment is everywhere and throughout the Bible. That's why our scripture that pastor gave us for the year that the Holy Spirit gave him is spiritual alignment, right? Because it touches everything that God is and everything he does. Even Jesus himself and God himself is in alignment, right? There's three persons of God but they work all in alignment. Amen? Amen. Three persons working together. Our triune God operates in what? Perfect 
alignment with himself. That's how great our God is. Can you imagine yourself being in three persons working together in perfect divine alignment? That's our God that we serve. Amen? Amen. Let's move to authority. So authority is power. How many, can we say power? Power. Does anybody want power? See, people came to Jesus for different reasons. I know everyone in here probably has a different reason. I came to Jesus. First, I, I was sinner, a sinner, so I needed Jesus. And my wife reminded me I needed Jesus. <laughs> Amen? Because she helped bring me to Jesus. So she reminded me I was a sinner and needed Jesus. And I was a sinner and I needed Jesus. Amen? But what intrigued me about Jesus and excited me about Jesus is I wanted power. Power, not over people, but power over my life and power over situations. I wanted some more control of my life. And the only way I could get that was through the power of Jesus Christ. Amen? So power to influence or command thought, opinion, and behavior. I don't think you got that. Power to influence what? Or command thought, opinion, or behavior. I want power to be able to do that. Also, it's what? Freedom granted by one in authority. So let me ask you a question. Who's in authority? Who's in authority over everything? God, right? God and Jesus are in authority, and the Holy Spirit are in authority over everything, and we gain freedom through rights that God gives us. I don't know if you got that. We gain freedom through the rights that Jesus gives us. Can I give you one example? Let me give you an example. In John 1.12, I'll read the amplified version. If you have it, you can display it. John 1.12. It says, but as many as did receive and welcome him, he gave authority, which is power, privilege, or right, to become what? The children of God. You have the right. I don't think you're hearing me. You have the right to become a child of God. That gives you power, and that gives you authority. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's move on. So let's, let's look at our key scripture for today. I think they'll display it for us. It's John, if you have your Bibles, it's John, or I should say your phones. <laughs> John 14, 10, I was leaving, and my wife said, uh, uh, do you have your Bible with you? I said, oh, I have my phone. <laughs> so, so John 14, 10 through 12, and we'll look at the NIV version, and we'll just walk through this. But as we read it, I want you to think about alignment. Amen? So we're going to read it through, and I want you to think about alignment and authority. So it says, don't you believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe in the evidence of the works themselves. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me 
will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these, because I am going to the Father. Amen and amen and amen. You need to say amen right there. Amen. When he's talking about greater works, he's talking about you. <laughs> and he's talking about me doing greater works. So when I read this, it appeared to me and the Holy Spirit showed me that every sentence, every line speaks of alignment, a divine alignment between the Father and Jesus. And then we are included in verse 12. It says, whoever believes in me. So we're even included in the alignment. Amen? Amen. So he says, the Father, I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. I believe that's alignment. I am in the, Jesus is talking. You know what's crazy about this? This is Jesus talking to the disciples. Amen? He's a little upset because Philip is still questioning and wants to know where the Father is. Amen? And Jesus is getting tired about people talking about where's the Father? Where's, I, the fa I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Can you not get this? After all the healing, after all the preaching, after all the teaching, can you not see the Father in me? So he says, don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? I believe he was telling them off. That's what I believe he was doing. He was a little upset and he was telling them off, don't you believe I'm in the Father and the Father is in me? Can't you tell from the words I speak? If you can't get it from my words, at least get it from my works. Did you not see that lame man healed? Don't you see the father in that healing? Don't you see those evil spirits that run when I speak, when I, when I minister? Can't you see the works that I'm doing? You have seen the father through me. That's what Jesus is saying. Amen? Amen. Do we get it? Amen, amen. So let's look at alignment and what the Holy Spirit showed me from this particular scripture. So through alignment, through this scripture, it shows who you identify with. If you're taking notes, who you identify with. So my question to you is that today is, who do you identify with? So in this scripture, in, in, the first, in the 11th verse, it says, Jesus says, Believe me when I say I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Jesus is ident identifying himself with the Father. Alignment displays who you identify with, who your God is, who your church is, right? Who your friends are, where you work, who you hang around, your colleagues, right? You can tell a person by the company that they keep, who they identify with. Amen? An example, my identity is with my wife. Amen? My most beautiful woman in the world, Brother Hubie. He, he, he's not going to beat me on that one. He's he, he trying, he trying to, you know, get all of us. No, bruh, not today. Not today. Not today. I got to go home, too. Right, honey? Amen. 
But it's very important, and I want our young people to get that, our youth, who you hang around is very important because it's a reflection of you. So even at your church, many of us identify with our church. And I'm glad to say that I'm so happy that we identify with each other and we represent one another. That's why we're connected, for example, to our pastors, Pastor B, Pastor Jide. We identify with them, right? We call them pastor, right? That's who we identify with. Amen. So it shows, so number one is it shows who you identify with. That's very important. And Jesus is making sure everybody understands if you see me, you've seen the Father. It also, uh, alignment also shows uh, how you speak or the basis of your speech. If you're taking notes, how you speak or the basis of your speech. How many know that your speech is very important? What you say is very, very important. Amen? In 1 Peter 4.11, I think it's the Amplified Version, it says, whoever speaks to the congregation is to do so as one who speaks the oracle, utterances, and very words of God. Amen? So when I'm speaking to the congregation, when I'm speaking to you, I cannot speak for myself. I have to be speaking as Jesus would speak. I, I remember when Pastor used to say that a long time ago, and I was like, what are you talking about? You, you speaking for Jesus? Yes, you are. <laughs> yes, you are speaking for Jesus. Because the Bible says when I speak to the congregation, I don't get up here and just speak for myself. I have the opportunity to be an ambassador, a witness, a spokesperson for God. So it's a very serious matter. Amen? Amen. Amen. So how you speak is very important. So what is the basis of your speech? Is it your friends? Is it people you hang around? I remember when I was young, I had a very foul mouth, that, you know, curse a lot because it was the, that was the talk, the way we talked in that group of those young people. So I would just, you know, go along with the group. I, I, or I'm going to get myself in trouble. I try my best to be a great Christian and not to use those words. And if they come up, it's a, it's a very rare occasion, and I have to go to God and repent for, for, for saying anything like that. Let me move on before I get in trouble. Amen. Amen. So your, so your identity and your speech is very important. Amen. Let's add one more. How you work or the source of your work. How you work or the source of your work. So what are you working or who are you working for? Colossians 3.23 says, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. Amen? Many people think they're working for their boss. They're working for their colleagues. They're working for money. You should work like you're working for God. Amen? If you work like you're working for God, you will be promoted. You will work in excellence. You will be the best worker in that company, and you might end up being the CEO of that company because your work is excellent because you're working in an excellent spirit 
and you're working like you work for God. I don't care if you don't like the job. I don't care if you don't like the people. Work like you're working for God. And people will notice and you will be promoted or somebody else will come along and hire you from that company and pay you double for the job because when people see an excellent spirit in you, they want you for that company. Trust me when I tell you because I've been a witness of that. I work for many companies, but I've always been recruited by other companies. So while I'm working, someone else sees my work and says, you know what? That guy can make a million dollars for me. If I bring him over here, he can work two million, make two million for our company. Amen? So work like you're working for God. Amen? Amen. Amen. So I think those are the points that the Holy Spirit wanted me to share with you from John 14, 10. That's what Jesus is, uh, that's what the Holy Spirit showed me from those scriptures that Jesus, some points that Jesus is pointing out here. So let's move on. Just a couple more points. This is very important. Jesus had authority because he was under the Father's authority. I don't know if you heard that. Jesus had authority because he was under authority. So what I'm saying to you is you have authority when you're under authority. I have authority because I'm under authority. I'm under Jesus' authority. I'm under the pastor's authority. I'm under the leadership authority. I'm even under your authority. Amen? Amen. I have authority because I'm under <laughs> authority. Amen? Pastor, even pastor who's the pastor of our church or leader of our church is under authority. He'll, he's the first one to tell you, look, I'm under Jesus' authority. I have, a, I have authority, but I'm under <laughs> authority. He also has uh, other pastors that are, are, he's under authority under, that he's responsible to. Amen? So every single person, no matter what your level, should be under authority. If you're not under any authority, you have a problem. I, I know you don't think you have a problem, but you have a problem. Because that means you're just doing what you want to do. And that can get you in a lot of trouble. You have to answer to somebody. You got to work for somebody, right? I'd rather be under our pastor's authority than be under somebody else's authority. I'd rather be under God's authority than the devil's authority. Amen? So let's be under authority so God can bless us. Amen? Let me give you just a couple examples of how Jesus is under authority. John 5.30 says, I can do nothing on my own initiative or authority. Just as I hear, I judge, and my judgment is just, fair, righteous, unbiased, because I do not seek my own will, but only the will of him who sent me, which is the Father. Amen? Another example of being under God's will in Matthew 26, 42, in the garden, he went away a second time and prayed, my Father, if it is not possible for this cup to be taken away unless I drink it, but may your will be done. He submitted himself to the Father. Amen? The final one I'll give you if you're taking notes is Philippians 2, 6 through 7. It says, Jesus, who being in the very nature of God, did not consider 
equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Check this out. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking on the very nature of a servant being made in human likeness. Amen? Amen. I know it seems when we talk about being under authority that we're really lowering ourselves. We are lowering ourselves, but we're humbling ourselves so God can exalt us. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with humbling yourself because that's how God exalts you. He's not, he resists the proud, right? But he exalts those who are humbled. That's what God does. So if you're never humbled, you cannot be exalted. Amen? So there's no shame in being under authority. If Jesus can do it, we can do it. Right? Amen. Let's move on because of time. This is very important. And I believe we can have some of these I'm going to talk about types of authority that Jesus displayed, and I believe we can have some of the same type of authority. So this is for you, amen? Jesus, there were several types of authority that Jesus displayed, and one of those was teaching, amen? Teaching. If you look at Mark, if you're looking in your Bible, Mark 1.22, it says, the people were amazed at his teaching because he taught them as one who had authority, not as the teachers of the law. Here, they're making this distinction between the teachers of the law, right? The Pharisees, the Sadducees, the, the, the uh, chief priests, the priests. There was a difference between Jesus' teaching and their teaching. And the people realized, and they realized, that Jesus taught with one who had what? Authority. Amen? There's a difference when people are teaching and preaching when they have authority. Amen? You know the difference. You know teachers that are confident, and you know teachers that are not confident. Amen? Because when they speak, they speak with authority. They know what they're talking about. Anyone being taught wants to be taught by someone that knows what they're talking about. Amen? So they want to be taught with authority. Amen? Thank God we have a teacher for example, in our pastor and pastor B that teach with authority. Father, we thank you for that. And our ministers, our ministers teach with authority. Amen? Thank God for our ministers. There's a difference. There's a difference because there's a difference in the impact that the word makes when it's taught with authority. The next one is over. So I'm talking about types of authority Jesus displayed. He displayed authority over impure spirits. Can you say in, over impure spirits? So if we look at Luke 4.36, it says, Then they were all amazed and spoke among themselves, saying, What a word this is. For with authority and power, he commands the unclean spirits, and they come out. Wow. What a word this is. For, they, for with authority and power, he commands the unclean spirits, and they come out. Remember in the beginning we talked about the power to command behavior? This is an example of being able to command behavior. Amen? I don't know about you. I want to be able to command behavior and have authority over unclean spirits. When the enemy is tormenting you, can you imagine not having any power at all 
and the enemy just overtakes you because you cannot speak to those spirits. Amen? As a child of God, when you mature in the word, you can speak to those spirits in the name of Jesus. Amen? They, you speak, and they have to flee. Amen? Amen. Let's move on. To forgive sins and healing. This is types of authority Jesus displayed, and we can display. To forgive sins and healing. Now, when I'm talking mostly about healing. Only Jesus can forgive sins. But the healing part, and in this scripture, he's just using different words to do the same thing. So in Mark 2, 10 and 11, it says, but I want you to know that the Son of Man has what? Authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the man, I tell you, get up, take your mat, and go home. Amen. I tell you, get up, take your mat, and go home. Jesus has the authority for healing. Amen? Isn't it, isn't it something, I think when it says when people are sick, bring them to the elders. Let them lay hands on them, and they shall recover. We can speak to sickness in disease. I mentioned when I was uh, in, in the hospital for, for, my, um, for my heart problem, you guys were speaking, right, and praying for my recovery. Amen? Amen? Without those prayers, I mean, my wife, my family, the pastor, the ministers, they were praying like 24-7, D.Y., the whole minister, ministerial team, you guys were praying like 24-7 right, for my recovery, the prayer ministry, and what happened? I'm here today. I can run around, <laughs> right? But it's because you spoke with authority. You weren't just begging God and just coming to God, not boldly. You were speaking with authority. You shall recover. You shall be healed. You shall be restored. You shall be, your heart shall be, be mended. Right? And I'm here today because of you. Because of those prayers. Because you had authority and Jesus answered those prayers. Because you were in alignment with Jesus. Amen? I'll give you one more. And you'll love this. You can speak to situations. I, I don't know if you, you can speak to situations. In Matthew 8, 26, 27, I know you all know this. It said, he replied, you of little faith, why are you so afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the waves, and it was completely calm. The men were all amazed and said, what kind of man is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. Church, let me tell you, you can speak to situations. You don't like what's going on at work? You don't like what's going on in your marriage. You don't like what's going on with your kids. You don't like what's going on in the school. You don't like what's going on with COVID. You don't like all that. Speak to it. Speak to it. In the name of Jesus, speak to it. And because of your alignment, you have authority. God will answer your speaking and change the situation. Remember I talked about why I came to Jesus? Because I wanted some more control. And this is how you get it back. 
being aligned with Jesus, being aligned with the Holy Spirit, being aligned with the Father, speaking, and Jesus will answer. He says, whatever you ask in my name, I will do it. Amen? Amen? Amen. It's important to be properly aligned. I'm running low on time, so I'm going to move quickly. I'll give you this real quick. I want you to know, not only do we need to know about alignment, but there's other people that know about alignment. And this is, this is important. Do you know that pe non-saved people, non-Christians, understand alignment and use God's principles and they work? You ever wonder why some people that are non-Christians are super rich? A lot of them use God's principle to get rich, right? Let me explain to you. So people in the Bible that understood the connection between alignment and authority. I'll give you a quick list if you're taking notes. The chief priests and the elders in the temple, the centurion, and the devil. It's funny, right? But the devil understands alignment, and he knows how to make alignment work for him. That's the power of alignment. Alignment works. The chief priests in the temple said, I'll just read this, the last part. It says, by what authority are you doing these things, and who gave you this authority? By what authority are you doing these things, and who gave you this authority? In other words, Jesus, who are you aligned with? And who gave you this authority? That's what they want to know. Why do they want to know? Because they don't have authority. So they want to tap into his authority, so now the people will go to them, right, instead of Jesus, because Jesus was getting too much attention. The centurion, right? The centurion told Jesus in Matthew 8, it said, Jesus, you don't have to come to my house. Just speak the word, and my servant shall be healed. Amen. He understood Jesus' authority over healing. Just speak the word, Jesus. Right? And my servant will be healed. And Jesus was amazed that the centurion understood the principle of alignment and authority. He had not seen such faith in anyone in Israel. Amen? And finally, the devil. I don't like to give the devil any credit for anything, but he understands alignment, right? So the devil led in Luke 4, 5 through 7, it says, the devil led him up into a high place and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And he said, I will give you all authority and splendor. It has been given to me, and I can give it to anyone I want to. If you worship me, it will be all yours. In other words, the devil is saying, change your alignment. Jesus, that, that's, how, that's how powerful alignment is. That Jesus, that the devil wants Jesus to change his alignment. Amen? Amen. He says, change your alignment and I will give you authority. <laughs> Only problem is Jesus knows he already has authority. <laughs> and he has the best authority. Because his authority comes from the Father. Amen? Remember, I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. Amen? So let's wrap this up. Let's close this down. This is my last point I want to make. There are benefits to you with alignment with Jesus.
Let's just go through the list. Does anybody want the benefits? I believe Psalm 103.2 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Amen? If you're taking notes, let's write these down. This is for you. So we talked about Jesus. We talked about him being in the Father. We talked about alignment. We talked about authority. But these are the benefits of alignment with Jesus. So if you're not saved today, I want you to get saved. You need forgiveness for your sins, but you need to be in alignment with Jesus so you have authority over life. Amen? First one, rooted, you are rooted, built up, and strengthened in faith. This is for my Antioch, the Antioch folks, for our, our first principles class. This is one of our scriptures. You should notice by heart, Colossians 2, 6-7. So then... Just as you have received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. In him we live, we move, we have our being. Amen? That's a benefit of alignment with Jesus. That's how we live. We live our lives in alignment with him. That's why we have abundant life. We only have abundant life because our lives are in alignment with Jesus. Number two, it allows us to operate in love. Who knows that God is love? God is love. So he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. One of the ways that we display that we're a disciple is that we show love for one another. So alignment allows us to operate in love. I know sometimes I'm unlovable. I hate to admit it, but I am. <laughs> but my wife, in alignment with God, and you in alignment with God, can love me anyway because of your, the love of Jesus that's in you. You can love anybody if Jesus is in you and you abide in him. Amen? Amen. Two more. Bear fruit for the kingdom. Who wants to bear fruit? I want to bear fruit for the kingdom. It says, I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. We will be fruitful for the kingdom. You will fulfill your purpose if you're in alignment with Jesus Christ. And finally, this is my last point. I always wondered about this scripture. It's uh, John 14, 12, if you can display that. You know, when it talks about greater works, it was the, the last verse of our key scripture. It said, most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I go to my father. How can we as human beings do greater works? That has always been a curiosity that I've had, but we can we can do greater works. Amen? And let me tell you how. What they're talking about is greater works in terms of extent and outreach. Extent and outreach. I hope our internet is, uh, are, are we streaming? Okay, so we're streaming. So Jesus at the time that he was here, he was not streaming. Right? He was talking and dealing with the people that were there. Right? We are talking to, I don't know how many thousands of people all around the world. 
So when he says greater works, we can speak right here in Roselle, but we're speaking to the world. Extent and outreach. If you, read, if you want to read it in the Bible, it's the amplified version, and it mentions extent and outreach. And then Jesus says in verse 13, and I'll take my seat, it says, whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified. Church, what am I saying? What I'm saying is alignment gives you authority. Authority to do greater works. And those greater works bring God glory. The ultimate end to this whole thing is that alignment allows you to do greater works, and those greater works give God glory. Can we give him praise? Church, can we give him praise? He's made a way for us to be in alignment with him. All you have to do is accept him as Lord and Savior. As many as received him, to them he gave power to become sons of God, children of God. This is your chance today. Don't let this chance go by. If you're here today and you want to be saved, all you have to do is say, I accept Jesus Christ as my, I'm a sinner, I need to be saved, and I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. If you're watching on the internet, if you're streaming and you're watching this service, you can be saved today. You can just lift your hand and say, I'm a sinner, I need to be saved by grace, I need Jesus in my life, I believe he died on the cross for me, and I accept him as Lord and Savior. If you say that, Right now, you can be saved, and you can be in alignment with Jesus, with the Father, with the Holy Spirit, and you can do greater works for God. God will show you your purpose, and you can do greater works for him. Will you do that today? Will you accept him today? Will you choose him as Lord and Savior today? We thank you, Lord, for this message. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for being the messenger today. Father, we give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord, thank you for that word. Thank you, Dickin Kip, for bringing us a powerful word, and I hope you are all blessed. I know you are blessed in Jesus' name. So we, have a, we had a little uh, technical difficulty in the course of the service, so some of our presentation were missed by our online audience. Uh, so we're going to quickly make a special announcement to our online audience. I'm going to bring uh, the Oasis team back up, so just to speak to your online audience because they missed all that. We have more people online uh, than in person, so I just want the, the online audience to see our Oasis team. All right? So this is... Uh, uh, for those of you watching online, we will be launching our uh, Young Adult Ministry this Saturday, and this is the leadership team. I'm going to ask Sister Yvette just introduce the leadership team and talk about uh, what is going on this Saturday, all right? Just amen. one minute. Amen, amen. This Saturday, we're inviting all 20s and 30-year-olds to come and join us. We're 20s launching... and 30s. Wait, I said, said what? 20s and 30s. And 30s. Right? 30s. Okay. 
30, yes, you can come up till the age of 39, amen? And Brother Tunde, he can come too, he wanted to come, amen. So we're asking you to register because this Saturday we are launching our adults, young adults ministry called Oasis, amen? This, this Saturday the 20th at 7.30, you have to register because we're following CDC protocol, amen? But I wanted, I wanted just to tell you who our team is. So we have our team leader, Sister Titi, amen? Our team assistant leader, Josh, an event planner, Josh mercy. <laughs> our intercessor and hospitality leader, Esther, amen? And in charge of publicity and public relations, Brother Sam, amen? And in charge of community relations, Brother Kenny, who's unfortunately not with us today. And then your servants, my husband and myself, here to serve you. We just ask that you register one more time at Oasis underscore A How, amen, and follow us on Instagram. And if, if you need us, you can also email us at oasis at agapehousenj.org. See you Saturday. Register today, amen? God bless you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Uh, praise the Lord again for Oasis. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Awesome. We're going to try and bring the service to a close. Once again, our online audience, we're sorry for the technical glitch. You also missed the offering. Uh, time. Uh, please, if you uh, want to give your offering, just as a quick reminder, you can text to give. You can use the AR app, Cash App, or Zelle. And uh, may God bless you as you do so. It's displayed on the screen. It is text A-H-O-W-A-HOW to 77977. Hallelujah. Cash App, AR app, and Zelle. And may God bless you as you do so. Amen, amen, amen. Welcome, 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 our first-time visitors. If you're here in the building, we're glad that you're here. We're glad that you chose to fellowship with us. Please stop by at our connection table in the lobby, just right out there in the lobby to pick up a gift. Do I have a gift for you? For our online audience, if you're first time with us, today is your first time worshiping with us. We want to connect with you. Please click on the agapehousenj.org slash connect. We would like also to send you a gift the link is there on the screen. Thank you. Thank you. If you are watching on YouTube and you have not subscribed to our channel, please subscribe today by clicking the subscribe button on your screen. Hallelujah. 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 For our children, hallelujah. There's children's ministry. It starts on YouTube at 3.45 p.m. sharp. Also, as an announcement, please join us for a Bible study on Wednesday at 7 p.m. Hallelujah. We trust that God has done mighty things today in this service to display his greatness. Please do not hoard God's glory to yourself. Share your testimony. Email your testimony to us at testimony at agapehousenj.org. Hallelujah. If you need healing prayer or for anything else that you need prayer for, we believe we serve a God who answers our prayers. We pray. 
like Elijah prayed, and God answers our prayers. Please call the number on the screen. It is displayed. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Shall we rise to share the grace? May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. In Jesus' name, amen. And surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Enjoy the rest of the day and the week ahead. God bless. Thank you so much. So first time guests, thank you for joining us. Please hit that link below, www.agapeasnj.org slash connect so I can properly welcome to your Agape family. Please don't forget to always subscribe to that button so you can get notified when we go live. To the children, we did not forget about you. Your, your Bible lesson goes live at 345 at the YouTube channel, Potter's House Kids. Don't forget. Please, if you want to come to church, don't forget to register online at www.agapeasnj.org so you can come here in person to, for service. Don't forget, we have Bible study Wednesday at 7 o'clock right here on the same channel. Thank you, thank you so much for spending your morning with us, and we'll see you back here on Wednesday.